You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. What is up, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of Curity Con- Consumption. I am your host, Lance Lambert. Looking forward to another awesome episode here. And stoked to say as well that we have our guest host again, Rochelle Gordon. Hey, hey. There she is. Good industry friend. She joined us on our last one, so wanted to have her on again. And really stoked. I've got uh, a good friend, a friend that I've been through. Like <laughs> We've been around together <laughs> for a minute now. Uh, so friend Jeff Hale, hailing out of San Diego, California. And, Welcome. Man. And very glad to be here. A little yeah, overdue. Man. You've invited me a couple times. I know. Seriously. And Well, <laughs> you've been busy. I know I've been helping you keep busy, just a little bit of work. But man, you've been doing all kinds of stuff. What? What's been going on? I know you've been getting surfing in still, so I've you know, been playing a lot more golf lately. Have you? Yes, I'm. I oh, am completely addicted to Torrey Pines. Oh which is, man, which is right up the street and yep. and yep. is a local, very very inexpensive. Yeah. So I've been I've been there once a week. Uh, COVID has made me surf a lot less. Hmm. No kidding. It is. Well, I, they were they were regulating guys out on their boards. I remember that was oh, like really? about no about this time last year, right when they started cracking down. Yeah, that was that was an issue, but. It was a great, uh, it's a great activity for people to try, and yeah. it was so popular that a billion people have oh, tried it. Oh, shit. And it's just so crowded So not now. just making sourdough, it was making sourdough and surfing. Yeah, making sourdough <laughs> and surfing, and, and playing golf as well, but... Oh my gosh, dude, it's classic. I've been surfing a, a little less, but yeah, yeah. busy. Um, doing a lot of writing and doing a lot of SEO work for as, yeah. for, for a whole lot of companies that I really, really like, which is... Which is yeah. fun and fun and different. That's always know? great. Yeah. It's always great. So, so it'll be the the company whose name we don't say, but we did all work mm-hmm. together briefly at a company. And uh, but before that, you and I were together at Weed Maps as yeah. uh, managing editor, and I ran media, and that's where we first met. And you're just a really cool guy and are a really good editor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that, a good writer. The best. Some <laughs> may you. say. Thank some you. may say the best. Yeah, so, we uh, we had some fun at running marijuana.com together yeah, to, yeah. to success and uh, and for a little bit had more page views than anybody else in the industry. Right. We still no, hang our hat on that. No yeah. big deal. High times no who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, exactly. Matt Stang. Love you, man. So, yeah, man. But I think it is really cool because after the, the last company we were at, and Rochelle, you've done, you've been Miss 1099 for years in this industry, right? You did independent contract stuff. For oh, quite straight up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been... A lone wolf for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. yeah to definitely. point where I think we were like wondering. I know I was. I don't know if it was out loud. Were you also? I was a little worried when I was bringing you on full time. I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. This might be too structured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that I was like, huh. Like, it's an adjustment. It's just an yeah. adjustment. It's an adjustment. That's all. For and, sure. And we talked about that. We did at length. Yeah. We yes. talked at length. Well, yeah, because you, you went the opposite direction of Rochelle and you went independent, which we had those conversations too. And I think that's one thing that's cool because you had the same mentality as me when I was doing the independent contractor thing is that you only want to work with, not work for, work with companies that you endorse or that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know? because we've all spent so much time, especially as a writer, oh, you work yeah. with companies and everybody wants to be the best. And, and if I get paid to, to write something, I'm going to write something really good for you yeah. and make you sound like you're like you're great but I don't always buy into it wholeheartedly and it's so nice now that everybody I work with it, it's just 
yeah. you guys are among the best, and that's why I love working with you, and, and I'm so much more proud. Not that I wasn't proud of the work before, and, th and that sounds, um, yeah. I don't know, not, not fair, but it's just, it's just very it's just different. different though, yeah, it's right? very different. Yeah, and that's so besides, we love, I mean, of course I'd love more of you, uh, <laughs> you know, helping us out at, uh, at Green Bros, but I do love how, what you're doing for MG, because that was, that was an intro, and I remember the conversation with Darren. He's just like, I just don't know, I don't know what to, and he's very much like a, let, let's take it for a test drive before we buy the car kind of guy. Right, right, right. And I was like, I think, I think you have to meet my buddy Jeff. And I think he has time for you too, because we already had our, I knew how you felt about MG. I've loved yeah. the freaking, I, amazing. Yeah. I, I've been a huge fan of theirs since day one, the way that Darren, their SPJ code of ethic, just their, their ethics towards editorial versus advertorial and all the such. But um, but man, I love it. I just remember we were sitting at, uh, Darren and I were sitting at lunch and I'm like texting you and texting Mike. He's like, he hit me up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get you. I try to. I'm busy. Like Rochelle knows. She's on a yeah. plane or what, you're the same way. <laughs> yeah. And man, I did not get him your information by the end of the day. And he's like, so are you sending me <laughs> Jeff's information? Like the guy wow. never texts me, but he, he definitely texts me. On it. But stoked that you guys are on with that. But you also been um, Wonder Brett, man, which we first, you and I yeah. both had a first exposure to that brand when we were at Weed Maps. And, the, and there right. were, I, th I think I, I tell this all the time, there yeah. were probably three things that just blew my mind when I was there. There was one strain from Nameless Genetics, something, uh, <laughs> some UK cheese that was yeah. great. Again with the cheese. The cheese. Yeah. The che it's like a theme. Of the day. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was uh, some banana, something banana concentrate from. Um, oh shoot, I'm, I'm going to forget his name. They're not. They're not around anymore. It was a, oh, B, a no BHO way. thing, anyways. Oh. Um, and then, and then it was, and then it was Wonder Brett. And so, the, so all yeah. of for for many years, I thought there were a couple things. I'll throw RB26 into that. Is mm. yeah. just people mm -hmm. who do it differently, and then kind of kind of approach everything like a mad scientist, not like. We're gonna build this brand and we're gonna sell this stuff. It's more like yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna make something awesome. Yeah, that's I'm doing what me. I love. Yeah. yeah. The kind of Simon Sinek approach is I always say, you know, starting out with the why. Like, why am I doing this? And I'm gonna do the best I can do. And then either people will be down with that and embrace it or not. So kind of building it from the inside out. But I still remember man, I think we were doing we were doing monthly uh cultivar reviews, strain reviews. Yeah. And I remember when Wonder Brett's product came in across the desk and I just from a marketing, having been in media marketing for oh, it was fifteen years now, I guess, um, their packaging, dude, that just mm. lit me up. I mean it, the whole way that it was I'm like, if this much effort and energy went into the packaging, I can only imagine what's inside. Hundred percent. And it was. And yep. it was fire. It was absolute yeah. fire. No, yeah. their their facility is amazing. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of little rooms and everything is so meticulous. I, oh, I think man. like it's the what did I tell you when I when I came after I said like it's the intersection of art and science. Oh yes. wow. And that's, that's what cool. every, that's what everything looked like in there. Awesome. Man. So what do they have cooking? Anything that you can share? I mean, they're always, I feel like they're leading edge as far as style and trends. Uh, so. mm -hmm. What I can share, I don't know, but I did read a press release the other day, so I can share <laughs> okay. that. Okay. Uh, it's not embargoed. Yeah, it's yeah. not embargoed. No, it's okay. not embargoed. It's okay. out on PR Newswire. Let's um, hear it. Yeah, they're uh, do, doing a partnership um, going to Michigan. Oh, oh no way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for them. The market has a lot of potential. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Definitely, that'll be cool. And and I I don't remember the details of it, so I'm not going to say say anything else and say something wrong. But uh, you could you could certainly Google it and you would find yeah. it. Well, it seems, and and we won't guess how, but it seems that the genetics kind of follow through MSOs. Mm -hmm. As I remember touring a facility, um, 
they're kind of doing okay. I'm invested in them too. But it's this uh, group out of Las Vegas. And I'm like, look, and I'm like, these are all the trendy triangle strains. Which I thought you guys can only get them from the medical because that was the original program. All the rules are different state to state. But yeah. you can only get your original genetics from a local medical patient in Vegas when they segue, in Nevada in general, but specifically in Segway, uh, in Vegas, when they segue to the adult use. And I'm like, these cultivars weren't even out when you guys legalized. How are you? Oh, I don't know. We just happened across them. Like, but, okay. but, isn't, that, isn't that funny? Yeah. Don't you, walk, don't you get about a month of don't ask, don't tell? Yeah, Immaculate usually. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah like before that. going online with Metric, you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned because yeah, that's um, a few of my friends. I had genetics I was sitting on forever, and um, and I gave them over. To, they're like, you got to hurry up because Metric's going online. You have to file it now. I have to file yeah. if it's domestic or exotic or, and so yeah, to your point. And that's what law guys did. They aggregate as much of the genetics that they'd ever touched that they could find, so that they could have them all registered. So uh-huh. that's a very good point. Hmm. Yeah, could be it. So <laughs> awesome, man. Well, what else? Um, you know, you live in a county that's traditionally been, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy because everyone thinks of just how cool, fun, hip San Diego is. And it is. I remember the whole trucker hat movement starting down there in the freaking 90s. <laughs> I didn't think it made it to L.A. until like 2000. But um, but San Diego, as um, diverse and as cultured and right there at the edge of the country, um, the nightlife, the daytime, the beach. Um, it's a pretty conservative county too. So it, it is actually, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what you a- moved down there. I'm, I'm trying to recall, help me it, again. All of us have amnesia because of COVID, but, um, I'm sorry, living through it, <laughs> not physically <laughs> having it, it's scary. Thank you. Um, but I think you moved down there. Was it just after, um, 64 came in because you saw the transition from medical only to adult use or you came in right after that. I think I came in after that. Right. After, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I came in after that. So it I've was, heard some interesting stories, a lot of NIMBY stuff going on down there. Yeah. So no, it was, um, where was I East village downtown and, and there was certainly nothing near me that yeah. I could purchase that, which, which seems strange. You've got such a nice, yeah. you've just got such an area that you think that kind of foot traffic would do really well and no interest from the city or, or the or county city. I'm not sure. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah, local municipality. But it has shifted a bit, or at least now where you are, you're down on um, on the beach. Yeah, I'm down in OB, which is yeah. it's, it's stoner city, for, for lack yeah. of a better term. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the last sleepy, sleepy, hip, sleepy, hippie beach town, kind of. And, nice. uh, and yeah, love it. Gosh, so cool. So how does that compare to, um, I won't say where in Utah, but having family in Utah, so you'll make the trek out there through, you know, good part of Southern California down through Nevada, which we all know how open that, gosh, they're going to have social lounges, I think maybe even by the time we get out there for mm-hmm. MJ Biz. Um, I need that everywhere. I want the Amsterdam oh experience. Dude, it's fun. Well, and not it's even fun. the Amsterdam. Like even better is the Barcelona experience because Amsterdam, you know, it's come in, have a spliff and a coffee, but they kind of want to cycle most yeah. of them kind of want to cycle you in and out like yeah. every 10 minutes. Whereas the social clubs in Barcelona for one, you come in, I mean, I don't drink anymore, but for friends that drink, there's a, a full bar mm-hmm. in most of them. And then there's the dispensary in back. There's different ways to consume it. There's footy on the TVs. There's people playing snooker or pool, whatever. Like it really is like going over to your buddy's house and everyone, oh, and food. And, and a lot of them get um, like uh, Uber Eats, if you will, like yeah. food brought in. Mm-hmm. And I usually, this is funny. It's not because I'm like the quintessential stoner, but the one of the clubs I'm a member has HQ. 
I would actually go there just to eat dinner because I'd get food served quicker at the social club than I would at the restaurant next door they got it from. Oh, funny. Like, I don't know how, because I don't know if you've ever been to Barcelona, like everyone no. eats dinner at 10, mm -hmm. right, right, right? Starts at 10, <laughs> right? And it's like, they come and take your drink order half an hour later. You know, maybe they'll come and take your food order half an hour later. Maybe they'll check in on you. It's like a two hour ordeal. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't love my friends and can't have enough to talk about, but sometimes you just want to freaking eat. Yeah. Right. You know? That's the food. I was yeah. hungry. I thought yeah. we were going to eat. I'm kind of so. high and I kind of want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's true. I'm stoked for it to come too. And I think that will be more of the format they go from what I'm hearing in Vegas, where it's going to be more of, to your point, like that social club than the coffee shop. And they're going to kind of make it more of that experiential as well to where they're going to incorporate clubs or music or some something that come here, stay here, play here. Yeah. But, but there won't be alcohol. I would just, I just no, no, no alcohol. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, and you know it's I don't, yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen in this country mm, not anytime soon. There's going to be a soft door to get in between yeah. two places. Yeah. I feel like that's how they'll do it eventually. Yeah. It, it. It's so hard to say because it's such a fine line. But as someone from, you know, a very heavy drinking culture of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And I, I still drink. I, I do, you know, in moderation, of course. But there are some times where I would like to have a beer. And in fact, at Hall of Flowers, there was a moment where I kind of forgot myself. I was like, oh, yeah, we're at the fair. Like, there must be a, a beer garden here somewhere, you know, because I'm so used to being able to buy a beer literally anywhere I oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody's kind of looking at me like, what the fuck is she talking about? And I was like, oh, yeah, like... That's not a thing. <laughs> no. And even when they do Emerald Cup up there, when our buddy Tim does Emerald Cup, they, they still have to segregate the drinking area from right. the, the consumption area. And it's just kind of a trip. Now I'm kind of stoked because it's been inverted. One year it was, well, actually several years, but, you know, it's always been canvas over here and then all the rest alcohol where I think yeah. they've now flipped it to where this small designated area is alcohol and all the rest is consumption. Kind of like where we just were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like when I was at Meadowlands a mm -hmm. couple of years ago, I feel like there was, yeah, one very small little area that was considered like the drinking area and it was always empty, Yeah, uh, which is fine, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I wonder if there will, will ever be maybe to your know. point, a, a soft door approach. I'd be interested in seeing that makes it. Sense. It is, it's, but it's a slippery slope, you know, yeah. like it, it really can be for some, for so many yeah. people actually. Oh, and, and yeah, it's a, it's a, you've heard so many bad experiences, Which especially right. from, from like growing up. That's where yeah. Like oh, yeah. many yeah. first cannabis experiences are at a house party. You've had a couple beers, you get mm -hmm. the spins, you say, no, this is awful. I hated this. This yeah. is the worst thing. Not trying it again. Totally. totally yeah, absolutely. Yep. We've all been there. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it. I I was about the crossfade for a few years. I mean, actually, definitely my weed maps years, busy as I was, and it, you know, a couple rips from the vape pen, and then a couple, you know, vodka and sodas. I was like crossfade for most of the night, and then no hangover, not up all night, drinking water, all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I I could see it to your point. I, some sort of that. If anyone can figure it out in Nevada, specifically Vegas, I think yeah. I figured. Yeah, definitely. I think there will be, you know, consumption of this on one side, consumption of that on the other club in the middle, mm. something like mm. that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. see any problem. Mix. The one thing I will say at the social clubs where, they, and I had friends that, um, actually I think Michelle probably knows a couple of them from the international circuit, but, you know, friends that drank and smoked. The one thing I'll say is at social clubs, I never saw a fight break out. So I think the cannabis definitely kept people on the level versus bars where it just seems you know, again, constant. You know, it's funny that you say that because now that I think about it, so, you know, I was an au pair in the Netherlands for a while yeah. when I was 20. And I used to spend a lot of time at this place called The Lost in Amsterdam, which was like more of a hookah bar, but they had beer. Uh, I don't, I can't remember if they had like cocktails, but I feel like they had beer and wine uh, and they had hookah and you could smoke joints in there if you'd like. You 
couldn't buy it there, but we yeah. would go to the coffee shop next door. Oh, okay. Um, and if you wanted, you could bring your own hash if you wanted to put hash in the hookah. And they had these big, like, kind of like, almost like, not day beds, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very nice. And I used to spend a lot of time there. Um, and now that you say that, I actually never saw that either. You know, like, people yeah. were literally just having a nice time. Like, they were able to enjoy themselves in moderation, have one or both or all. And... The only fights I ever really saw in Amsterdam were in the red light district, I have to say. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only I time a, I saw any rigmarole. If I had a nickel for every time I saw a drunk uh, person from the UK getting tossed <laughs> out of a brothel. Oh, my gosh. So my you really God. were there. You know it. And oh, that's, boy, that's why oh boy. I, I think this is such a tangent, but I think that's why the mayor, <laughs> with the whole cleaning up Amsterdam, to your point, it's the freaking Brits. They come over and part. It's so and funny. Not all. It's, not it's, all. I got to assume yeah. it's the men who are between 18 yes. and yeah. 20. Yeah, the, the bachelor yeah. parties, you know, like yeah. The, the, yeah, like that kind of stuff. It's like. just there. It's, it's, it's the UK's Vegas is how they treat Amsterdam, unfortunately, yeah. which you guys, you've both been to Vegas. That's how Californians treat Vegas, unfortunately. It's just yeah. like, oh, this is our sandbox. We can do whatever the hell we it's want. four hours away. And yeah. You can, and then yeah, you it's the same escape. for them. Yeah. They catch yeah. the star and it's it's two, three hour train right away now. Hop on a boat, yeah. an hour flight. Um, yep. But let's not let's not crap all over the people, the Brits in the, in the, in the UK. Why <laughs> no, not say, like, we I'm love them very dearly. Descent. I would but, never do that. But I will say but that. I saw I that saw, too. We, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. They come over and, yeah, it's definitely a thing. So. Well, gosh, the whole international flavor. So yeah, that was my point. Is like, so you you go out to Utah, and while they do have, they did pass medical, which I was so stoked for the yes on two, um, but quite a bit different though, huh? I mean, you just there's no vibe or tone in no where not, you're going. Not yeah. a topic of conversation, except um, and my grandma passed, but I used to visit her at the retirement home quite a bit, yeah. and and people talked about it a lot there, and they were very interested really? in it there. Yeah, so many people would just you know that uh, you've got your daily pill container oh, yeah, yeah. and you got mm. two rows of it because you've got so many and so many of them especially at when you're kind of at the end of your life you just don't want to deal with the side effects anymore. oh yeah yeah you no, know, it's not worth it no they they all felt like you know i've i've accepted that, that this is my life and this is where it's going and it's i'm not going to improve on on this ailment yeah. and and i want to be able to eat and i want to be yeah. able to sleep better and walk through the day normal and so yeah that was that was it's kind of the only place that it was talked about yeah mm -hmm. And that's such a con, to your point. I mean, I know people have taken a, a dozen pills. And to your point, taking one medicine just to offset the, I remember this, this was years ago, but a uh, young doctor, he was only maybe four or five years older than me and um, got tested for what this is after cancer and everything. So I'd still go in on a regular, like once a year. He's like, oh, he's like, your um, good cholesterol is good, but your, you, you know, is, is in a good place, but your bad cholesterol is bad. It's in a bad place. And he right away wanted to prescribe me some Western medicine. I'm like, well, can I just change my diet and try going to the gym? Like, can you give Get me some a month? Exercise. Like, yeah, as a yeah. young guy, was like in my early 30s. And uh, so I come back. He's like, oh, it's not still, it's still not where I want it to be. So he gave me, some, I can't even tell you, so I can't rip on it, but it was some sort of medicine that's supposed to help with his cholesterol. It's like, oh, by the way, um, if you could go ahead and take an ibuprofen a half an hour beforehand or else it's going to kind of feel like you're going through menopause. And I'm like, wonderful. Okay, first uh, off, I'm a guy. I have an Audi. Uh, <laughs> not an Audi so I do not know, nor do I have any idea what menopause. You're a little young as well. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> not about the cougars. Yeah, not, not for me. And so, yeah, he was telling me this. Lo and behold, one night, I totally forgot because he says, oh, take it before bed. Mm. And uh, I took the medicine, but I forgot to take an Advil. And oh my gosh, if you know when your hand falls asleep, your foot, imagine your entire mm -hmm. body tingling. That's what it was. Oh no. And my girlfriend at the time is like, oh, well, should you take a shower? I'm like, I'm not drunk. I'm <laughs> 
I'm on this medicine. That's my wow. whole body. Not going ever again. Yeah. So wow. I have to tell you guys, that's that one of many instances where I'm like, man, Western medicine, you know. Yeah. But you're right. I think it is a big topic. Just like you go into, um, you know, a, a, a oncologist office, and a lot of people are going through chemo. And that was uh, my cousin-in-law. Uh, she is going through survived breast cancer. And I was like, you should really look into, even if it's just a hemp-based derivative, I hate to say it, but even if it's just, you don't want to touch, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So she asked the nurse at the, uh, you know, when she's going in for her treatment, she's like, oh, child, she's like 75% of these people are consuming <laughs> cannabis up in here. I was like, that is, I'm not one bit surprised. Rather it be the pain or the the, the sleep deprivation or the, the nausea. Eating. Yeah, the nausea. The like it all sucks. I remember it all sucked, you know? So it's like, it, yeah, it's just uh, definitely interesting. So yeah, all, all the things that cannabis works for the best. Yeah. Yep. In in one setting. Yeah, exactly true. Exactly it's true. Remarkable. So awesome, man. Well, yeah, do you have to hear? So, so what else? So you've definitely been, um, like you said, kind of shifting the lifestyle a little bit. So is this golfing mean you're going to have a future as an executive or, or what? <laughs> no, just, what, it, what it's turned into meaning is that now I w- work uh, every Saturday because oh, I, I tend to take, take a weekday and I'm like, oh, no, I, I got time. I could do this. Nothing it's Monday. Wrong, oh, got a lot of week that. left. Yeah. Nothing and, wrong with that. And I totally joke because tons of people in this industry golf, people you would never imagine. Oh my gosh, Rochelle, I've been hit up by like friends that have been growing like multi-generation and total what we call hip necks, right? Kind of a little bit of hippie, a little bit of redneck. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so do you golf? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Weed Maps had a golf simulator room in it. Yes, they did. When I started working there and it was... Because um, what's his name? Would always, yeah, because uh, uh, Justin. Yeah, Justin would always come over. Yeah, huge. He's a huge, huge golfer. Oh plays my gosh, it, Plays yeah. it, of course, wow. and I would love to get on it. Uh, yeah. Pelican Hill in Newport. Oh, but man. there weren't there weren't a ton of employees at that time, so you could just go in yeah. like fifteen minutes and go hit some golf balls for a little bit and de-stress. And they only opened it up for like the Christmas parties and such. Oh, yeah, but, but we had it for there was a good six months a year there that I I would go down and, and hit <laughs> golf balls every day. And it was a whole room. It was yeah. like a whole room in the middle of the first floor. This wasn't like a little temp <laughs> This was it, a decent sized room. It was legit. Mm-hmm. Oh it was legit. Everything wow. was legit at that place. I mean Oof. I yeah. Oh my gosh. The, the Red Bull vending or not vending machine. They're free fridges. The the Red Bull fridges and the food catered in every day. Oh my what? gosh. It was fire. The medication Dang. stations. Yeah, it was it was a wildly fun place to work for, for quite a while. And and I'm sure it Sounds probably like is it. for oh, yeah. it's just so, very, um, very different. It's just now very different. Yeah. Yeah. I had a few of our old friends um, from the, the media team. They came out to a party we did with Grasslands during MJ Biz. Uh, Bovida and, and Grasslands and a few others, EPAC and such. And uh, they, I was like, you, you know, come as my guest. You guys come to this party. And uh, so one of them leans over and he's like, man, he's like, this is awesome. It's like the old days. I'm like, mm. yeah, he's like, things aren't like what you remember. And we know, like, well, I feel like he's like, yeah, he's like, remember that one year with the midget tossing? <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I was thinking of in that's my head. Exactly. I was like, I don't, really, I don't know if I need to bring that up. Stop. It's, it's not PC. It wasn't my idea. Yeah. You guys <laughs> but, should. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, yeah, not anymore. He <laughs> saw, but they're still stoked to get the free weed, you know? Oh. So, but it was definitely, it was an experience. I remember you always said, you're like, someone's going to make a movie about this. Someone's going to yes, write a book. Someone's going to make a movie. is going to make a movie about, oh my about those days. It was like, literally, it would to. be like the Facebook movie, you know? Oh. I mean, just you. But, but mix in Grandma's Boy. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff that, I, yeah, you're so busy living it. You're not like, oh, these are going to be what we consider the good old days. But mm. it, yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely crazy. Wow. So, yeah. So what, so. 
what else? So we've got Wonder Brett, we've got MG, Green Bros. And then and then some more regular stuff doing Oh, uh, more, yeah. more of the mainstream. Yeah, doing businessnewsdaily.com and oh, sweet. business.com. So I'm doing a lot of tech writing there, using using the old MBA a little bit. Yeah. Some so uh helping businesses find more ways to to grow and get efficient, basically. Yeah. Well, you've learned some of that's the thing that it's interesting where your career is taking you to where you become like the guru at SEO. And you touched on it before, but I think it's fun to get into. Um, you know, you're so passionate and so so proud of the work that you do in a good way. Um, I remember you sharing with where a former company worked at how high you had gotten them ranked even after you left. Like this was months and months and months after no, you and left. I, and I check in on I check in on that often and yeah. the traffic is still, you know, just uh Shooting, shooting toward the sky because once yeah. you once you do something in that lane, if nobody else really knocks you out of it or puts or puts the effort to, to really come after what you've done, you've got a good yeah. six months of of return on your investment there. Right, and that's and that's something that I mean, even the fact that it ties into education and like you said before, and it's a big deal that we actually blew high times out of the water with the numbers we were doing at marijuana.com, which for those who don't know is a domain that. Um, was owned by or is owned by Weedmap. Same with Canvas.com is owned by Weedmap. I, b- I believe so, and probably yeah. both of them doing a redirect to there yeah. to uh, Weedmaps.com/news. Yeah. I suspect. Mm-hmm. And and back then, you know, we were posting up the news, and I mean, yeah, to your, like you said, to your credit, you know, the fact that we went up against the other guys that have been around for years, you know, says a lot. So also says a lot about having a really really strong domain that's that's yeah. aged mm-hmm. very well. That Marijuana.com yeah, has been around since. Maybe the 90s, at least the early 2000s with a lot of content on it. I think it was late 90s and it was originally, it was a blog, right? So there was like a million active users. A a blog and a really big message board. Yeah. Mm. And so a message board has tons of active users, tons of new content, tons of, tons of portals for it to get shared out from all of them on all of their platforms. So So I had a really strong backbone to work off of. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference. Definitely makes a difference. And and I would say I knew none of those things when I started there because that's I wasn't hired for SEO by any means. Oh, I, no. uh, I think I went into a meeting to, to to have my brain picked about what what they what I thought they should do with that site and walked out of it as uh, running that site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, it was it was a great meeting. Love it, it when that happens. But no, you just you want to put out content that people see, and yeah. if you do it long enough, you you realize that there's a structure and a format, and you don't have to write like a machine to do it. But but you do have to acknowledge how the system works and what Google wants to see, and and the evidence is out there. You just type in a word, and you look at the first ten results, and that's what Google wants to see. So yeah, you, you yeah. can figure it out. You can reverse engineer it. It's uh, I'm not a rocket scientist. Oh my gosh! And and you're giving me flashbacks back when I was I used to train digital media when in mainstream uh, media space, and it's crazy because I don't know if you guys remember this was back in the 2000s, but um, maybe I guess early in like 2010, 2011 before they did away with it. When you do a search, just like it says, how many are oh, 1.427 billion within the last 16 second? Well, it's all primary index. It was already there. But you used to be able to click on cash and cookies, and you mm-hmm. could literally mm-hmm. see what Google's was Google was caching from that site as far as relevant search terms and keywords. It was like like it gave you the DNA, um, to your point, what you could build off of to come up in that place. And then they took that away. But there's there's there's, there's other yeah there's other <laughs> there's other nice uh, paid paid tools that aren't too expensive that that help you deconstruct what everybody has done. Yeah, and so it's once once you've uh, once you see their blueprint, essentially, you can 
make a new building and add some improvements to it. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good way and people it. want to go there. Love the metaphor. That's a perfect way to put it. So cool. Well, the one last thing, well, I guess maybe last thing, but one ask is like, as far as, um, cause you're okay with talking about consumption, right? You're yeah. Full on out of the green closet, <laughs> but, <laughs> but definitely a supporter. So, um, still conventional consumption or are you getting into like a lot of people, you know, myself included, you know, I got away from oil before uh, vape gate hit a few summers ago. But then I actually, I have to admit, I backed away from um, incinerating my cannabis uh, via flame during the pandemic. Did you kind of shift in the way you consumed as well, like some? I I, th- I really shifted after, probably after Weed Maps. So what was that, 2017, somewhere around 17, there? 17, yeah. Um, budgetarily wise, that, that, I, that I had a really nice vaporizer and I thought, yeah. how am I gonna make the most bang for my buck? Um, if I'm going to do something different. And, and I was kind of thinking of leaving the country and, and going on a big adventure. So I was selling all my stuff and yeah. saving all my pennies. Um, uh, and, and so I've kind of stuck with that. I, I feel like the, nice. the vaporizer route is best. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but a lot of friends, you know, lifetime smokers are going, going to edibles. Um, family members having, having some lung issues, maybe COVID-related, maybe oil pen-related. We're quite sure. So yeah. just... Just said why why mess with it anymore and have, have gone more to edibles i think the the flavor in edibles in the last oh. i don't know three three to five years yeah is even so different brands uh is. smokies is is the one that i oh, hear yeah, all yeah. of my friends talking smokies about was at Hoff last week oh yeah that's right so that's smokies, right yeah. yeah they were out of uh i feel like i had a hard time finding them though or something yeah they were where were they i feel like i was like I was specifically looking for them. I think they're in mm-hmm. B. I think they're in building B. But like, yeah, yeah, they were there. I saw them. I okay. Saw them. But yeah. but but there's just there's it's like a gummy bear now compared yeah. compared to how it was even in 2016 or 2017 where oh, where you would get an oil capsule and I felt like I was yeah. just belching up really <laughs> strong cannabis. Oh yeah. I, I've got some of those. Yeah. Maybe if you want them, Rochelle. I've got the capsules. I mean, they're legit. They're from trees or something. But um, yeah. Consuming the flower in that, I don't know, the whole 11-hydroxy, I mean, I just feel like it's different when it's not an oil or butter iteration, when it is true, you know, decarboxylate, but raw flour. Yeah. You know, I just feel like it's a different, but you're right, the technology, I just, um, for another show, I had uh, interviewed um, a good buddy of mine, Joe Hodis, he's a CMO over at WANA, mm. and some of the stuff that WANA is doing, like they've got not just that whole, I know the nanotech is a played out term, but that rapid onset with the nanotech where it's like 10 to 15 minutes onset versus 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But now they've done this crazy thing where they encapsulated the THC in water. So somehow the way that the uptake occurs is more so centric to a smoking high than, than converting to 11 mm-hmm. hydroxy and more of that traditional okay. edible high. Mm-hmm. And I tried it and I'm like, wow, this is pretty true. Like, I don't know how to explain. You guys know it's every different way you consume is a different high, but it yeah. just it did feel more like a flower high than like an edible high. Which yeah, and the, and the edible one I've never been a big fan of. Yeah, it's just it's sometimes it's too long. I mean, not saying it's up there with acid, <laughs> you know. But it's not six hours, but sometimes it's just too freaking long. Yeah. Or, you know? or other times I've I've had the experience where I've had something in the evening and haven't felt it, and yeah, and uh, I was going on a trip with a friend, got in the car. And drove one block and had to pull over. I was like, oh, okay, sh- great. Now I feel it. Oh, no like, way. Yeah, I think I shared a story about that the last time I was, or a couple times ago, yeah. about uh, my ex-boyfriend who ate like a 
five or ten milligram gummy at night and then still felt it at work the next day yeah. and was mad. And I'm one of those people <laughs> that is not really into the whole waking up high. I have to admit, yeah. I'm not not really cool. I want to wake up like sharp, fresh, ready to go for the day, more right. of an evening consumer. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's it's changed a lot. That's that's what I've definitely found is as far as in figuring out how to meter the edibles. I've kept it down to like a microdose, like five milligram or ten milligram, you know. But it's convenient. I'll tell you, it definitely is convenient. So Juana's killing it though. Like it, that's, oh my they're, gosh, they're, just, yeah. they're crushing the game. They're nighttime. I mean, like, There's this new one they haven't brought it to Wana. California. Yes, yeah. Huge shout out to Nancy and and all the team at Juana. She's been doing it. They just celebrated their 11 year anniversary. She she's Amazing. been doing it since it was medical in Colorado. Yeah. But doing it right. They've got this dude on their team, dude guy. Um, he's busy getting his uh, MBA. Or I think he just got it. Uh, Mike Hennessy. Mm-hmm. This guy's a freaking rock star. Like this dude. He's left brain, right brain. So going to school up in San Luis Obispo, you know, Cal Poly is an ag- agriculture and architectural school. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of Emmys, uh, you know, mechanical engineer um, degrees coming out of there. And typically, like, those kind of guys are just too geeky to make it into layman's. Like, Mike is one of those guys, like, he can talk technical all day, but he can translate in layman's in a sentence. And it's just so impressive. But I think it matches what they're putting out because they have now this nighttime. And, again, Joe has explained this. He said it's only... 2.5 milligrams THC, but they have, you know, CBN, CBG, and then even like melatonin. Mm-hmm. So it's a true, it's a formulaic solution. Yeah, right? I've, I've liked seeing those blends of, yeah. of familiar sleeping products, things right. that, that we know work, and then adding cannabis and yep. other, or, you know, full list of cannabinoids to the list. Yeah, and that's that's what he is doing. And he said um, they actually found in their testing that uh, microdosing THC versus, say, like your 10 milligram and up, um, that actually can interrupt your REM, whereas the low dose, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, contributes to it. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's saying. So anyway, so now I want to try one. The, now I'm like, now I want to try this nighttime sleep one. And, yeah, me too. Until actually. it comes, yeah. Does like, that mean you remember your dreams? That's a gr- dude. That you know what? I always think about that, man. Because um, now we have another friend. Uh, let's see, what's his handle? Drew London. I'm trying to think. Of yeah, his yeah. AKA. Uh, Duke London. Duke London. <laughs> so his, his uh, handle is Duke London uh, for Ryan. But Drew, I remember he was doing an article for you, and he did. He took a break, as everyone calls mm-hmm. it in the industry, right? He mm-hmm. took a break, and you were talking about the vivid dreams. And then that did happen to me a few times when I was taking a break. Likewise. Like, very unique, mm-hmm. man. I always I always uh, remember my dreams um, pretty much all the time. I have very, no very way. vivid Dang. dreams, whether I smoke, whether I don't smoke, whether like it doesn't matter what I'm on. Or not on, those you dreams still. are coming through. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot going on there. Oh my gosh, it's too funny. So cool. Yeah, I, I have to agree again, just kind of the different iterations of consumption. But is there still, when you come across something that just, we were talking about this on another episode, Rochelle and I, you know, your your nose. No, well, that was another article yeah. we did, uh-huh. right? Where the sativa versus indica and where it hits on your, and, uh, your nose. And, and, I don't know how to articulate the feeling within my nose and and why something smells good, but I really I really can can tell ahead yeah. of time. It's yeah. very mm-hmm. easy to smell something and say, I know how this is going to affect me, and that's experience based certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, but my nose just leans to certain certain odors, and I and everything lights up. All the olfactory senses just start exploding, and you say, Oh yes, this is going to be good. Yeah. And for me, that's always on the fruity side. That's I. For me, it seems to be too. That's that's the reality I came to. Is my, I, I have a respect for hazes and cheeses, and but there's something about the you know the high in lemonine. And um, I was just talking about a trip up on the hill, and 
you know, um, cookies had a couple. They had a, a, a was a lemon pepper was one that I was mm. told. I mean, I smelled all of theirs in their their um, testing facility. Um, they had probably like sixty plants, you know, of all these different runs. But uh, the other one was um, what did I say? Limoncello, and I was just like, mm. oh my gosh. It's and one of the few liqueurs yes. that I'll actually yeah. drink since I, I nice. rarely so drink, but my parents have a limoncello from, from Italy oh in their cabinet, oh. and I always want to go have just a little sip of it. Oh, there. man. It was fire. Dang. And then another friend, cool. he had some sort of, it smelled like a tangy. The closest I could say is like a tangy OG or something. And say, I'm like, dude, I'm like, save me. He's like, oh, I can save you a clipping. I'm like, I need seeds. I'm all, but if all you can give me is a clipping of this, I will grow it. That's fine. But um, but you're right. I mean, it's just for me, I found that it's kind of more of the fruity, a little less of the gassy. Same. Um, yeah. So, you know, Rochelle knows. Yeah. Don't don't give any don't give Jeff the gas. Not <laughs> no. Yeah. I, no gas. All breaks. That's what I joked. And, and that's why and that's why all the pro, and that's why all the products in your goodie bag are pretty much like banana. I know you're a big banana fan. Yeah. And, of- and I remembered um, living extracts. That was the, oh, that was the banana. Uh, I, I don't think they're around anymore. Hot on that. Are they? I I don't think. They are. I think that, you're right. that was I like. I think they made the transition. That w- I had never had anything like that in my life. Yeah. That was a different experience, yeah, really... product wise. Wow. He was that guy was yeah. on a different level than that was else distillate back then. before diamonds became. Could you imagine that that dude was making diamonds? Oh, something I got to experience at a, a networking event. I will say this is definitely. You asked me on another episode, Rochelle. What was most memorable about Hall of Flowers? Yeah. Uh, Raymond Navis, R.W. Navis, does these networking events. Mm-hmm. This dude, these guys were so high when they walked up to me at this event. <laughs> yeah. This one guy, I want to say his name was Dave. He had a laugh like, um, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogan. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, he busted me out. He's like, here, smell this liquid diamonds. <gasps> liquid diamonds and he is like so that's what you'd put in your pipe and smoke he's like literally (laughs) like that's what would go in your 510 thread and and I'm like no way it was just absolutely insane Mm -hmm. I remember it's something labs they're out of uh, they're out of Oakland but I'll find that's something that's comparable living extracts that's probably the closest that I found as far as something that just like blew me up when I smelled it Mm -hmm. like I can feel it in my toes yeah (laughs) I, I know it's one of those you know it's good at that point so Awesome. Very cool. Well, sweet. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, you know, hearing what you're consuming, how you're consuming, your favorites. I mean, these are all the things that matter. And um, I know we've, I've kicked down before. I've got, uh, I don't think I've told, or did I tell you, maybe on a call. So this cultivar I have, um, and I'm about three weeks out before takedown. But it I came is, too early. I know you did. <laughs> you know. We, sh- we shall have to meet again, guys. Yeah. We shall meet again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a... Uh, uh, it's a Mendo cross with uh, pre-98 Bubba, which oh. when we were hanging out at Weed Maps, I remember that's when pre-98 Bubba came on the scene. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. I think both your, it's definitely got a big, <laughs> bit of fruit on the head. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll be, uh, and I'm going to go slow and low with drying, curing, and a- I'm going to try aging this time, which normally takes like mm. three to six months. So, and you have to mess with like a degree down every day. I'm going to see how OCD I can get. This is what happens when you don't travel as much. You can st- <laughs> start geeking out. But yes, both of you will get to try this year's. I'm, I'm just impressed that you can make it happen. I've, <laughs> I've had, I did a balcony grow and it was, it was what I could say, mold infested garbage. Oh my God. But, but there was, there was some, some worth, worth harvesting and curing. Yeah. And even though it was garbage, it's, it's still really fun that, that you made your own and you can have your own. The That's, same with, you know, I, yeah. I shape surfboards. And being able, my sh- I, know, I my forgot to bring you my board that I oh, gotta get yeah. fixed still, man. Yes, now, I will fix now you it. have an excuse to come up okay. for this. I will come up. I will <laughs> fix your board. But it's the same thing where my surfboard is is you know 
I've, I've surfed long enough. I know what a great one looks like. Yeah. Oh, Mine totally. are garbage in comparison, but they are so fun to ride because I made them. Yeah. And, and that's, mm. that's the same thing. Yeah. That's how I feel. And like, you know, cause you got last, um, you know, you got last seasons and I did not get it tested. My adventure to say is probably like 15% or something, yeah, you know, it wasn't, that. but the turfs were pretty diverse. This one's going to be way better. But, um, to your point, like just being able, I mean, I had several, several ounces that I was able to give to friends and family and such. And, you know, Hey, this is something I made, you know, having a seasoning business, there's just something about being able to make something, give it to someone else mm -hmm. that they enjoy. So, you know, it definitely makes a difference. So. Uh, and just, just going back to touring that Wonder Brett facilities, just looking at how different everything they do for every different cultivar they have is like, like realizing how much specific work has to go into one type of plant yeah. to get it to its full potential that, that we're out here in our backyard struggling with just, just getting it going. Yeah. Just, yet just alone to that next level that the real <laughs> masters can't. can do. Man, I'll show you the pictures because I just can't. There's some of those, again, few friends, farms of his on the hill where they've got hundreds and hundreds of plants and they're all just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it, to your point, I'm like, I don't know how you, I mean, I was one going back to John's farm. So he's closed loop. So literally he has like two gang of goats. He has a West side and the East side. And so he literally, the goats are what obviously help create the, the worm casings, which the worm casings are rolled into. It's this whole circle. And even further, they have cats in the barn that keep the, you know, the varmints, rodents. And the rodents mm -hmm. in check, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they've got these big, I don't know what the dogs were called, but they're the ones that have the, um, would have the booze around Oh, the St. Bernard. Yeah, like St. Bernard. Yes. These two brothers that they keep the coyotes away from the goats. It's insane. And then you go into, and this all outdoor. Right, mm -hmm. for the win, mm -hmm. outdoor mm -hmm. and hoop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I go into his one outdoor on the hill. He's got a lot of Donnie. He's growing a lot of Donnie. And you got, he gave me some. I wish oh, I, I know. It's okay. I, had, I was it's flying okay. home. I didn't no, want to, yeah. Some things I feel okay. With. I know, right? I'm like, but you know, um, Ricardo got busted at Santa Rosa. <gasps> Rick did. Yeah, Wait, it what? was a couple of shows ago. And all they did was mm -hmm. TSA ended up calling the sheriff. The sheriff came and said, put the flour and the um, pre-rolls in the trash. Uh -huh. Wow. It's, it's California. I That's mean, wild. how much at Sonoma County? They still make I mean, a lot of money off. So anyway, yeah, so I was a little yeah, gun shy. Yeah. One mm, of our friends on okay, LinkedIn okay. had a post like, oh, it's so crazy, you know, flying home to SoCal with all these growers and all this weed. And I'm like, check my bag this year. <laughs> <laughs> did, <laughs> did he get an unlucky random check? Because at no, marijuana.com with, with Duke London, yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we talked to TSA at LAX, yeah. told them who we are, said we we're doing an interview. And, and the essential message was, we're not looking for drugs. We're looking. Yeah. For, we're looking for weapons. Yep. Right. That's yeah. that's the what we're here to do. sniff bombs. They yeah. don't sniff narcotics. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. International. Now Tom Bradley's a different story. Yeah. I know. Tom Bradley. But to your point, yeah. All the main terminals domestic. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. No. I've had. So. I've heard of a a police officer, a legit police officer, not just a yeah, TSA officer, too. literally yeah. like handing someone their cannabis back at the airport because the TSA took it at first and they were like, mm, we don't know about this, and the guy was like, no, I think it's okay. And literally the cop came over and was like, oh, uh, let me just look this up quick. Yeah, he can have that. And said, I'm sorry, and handed it back to him. So yeah. because that's because LA, LAX is officially the only airport that has gotten the approval from the FAA mm -hmm. to be able to allow up to an ounce of flour with, with your persons. Right. Whereas Oakland- I wasn't aware of that. And yeah. if you're flying with it, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that it's federal regulations when you're at the port, at the airport and in yep. the air, but if it's right. a California to California flight- Yeah, right. exactly. You're going really through matter. federal property and federal, but to your point, that's what LA's take is. It's like, 
they say that, yes, you're allowed up to an ounce, but it's the onus of the individual to know the rules and regulations with where they're traveling. So, right. yeah, maybe right. don't travel to, I don't know, South Dakota, Idaho. <laughs> There's a few places I would not go. Texas, not on purpose anyway, but I got stuck there. Um, so anyway, but it is it is kind of interesting how the rules and regulations are a little bit off, but I didn't want to travel with the flower. But anyway, I will yeah. get you some. Long story short, sorry, Rochelle. I had a friend drive it home for me was all. So, but, um, but yeah, it's so many different cultivars coming out, so many different things. You're going to like a lot of what's coming off the hill, I think, Jeff, this year, because it is still a lot of um, what John calls uh, dessert cultivars. Mm -hmm. So still a lot of cookies, yep. a lot of pies, a lot of cakes, um, still a lot of iteration. Uh, one that just won an underground cup about three or four months ago. Um, so this is, they actually do like a, what we call a mid-season takedown. So you have uh, my outdoor guys can typically do three takedowns, mm -hmm. right? So they they drop their first round in February, and then um, February to August, and then August to November, and then they'll bring them indoors. And so this one friend, he, um, God, what do you say? It just won SB11. SB11. Yeah. Okay, okay. So look out for SB11. That's definitely one that... Um, Better mark, write that down yes, real quick. Yes. Uh, mark you, that. Yes. Uh, SB11. Exactly. Okay. And I don't think a lot of people... I think it's another one of those kind of like when you brought this up before, Rochelle, and it's mm. funny because you're like, oh, their GMO wasn't good. Now I don't know who that was you were talking about. But, um, but GMO, I mean, if you get a good... Someone that actually has a good cultivar or GMO, it is awesome. But this SB11, let me see if I can find it. Give me a little more. Well, speaking of of the of the fruit strains as well as the uh, the farm that's got everything on it. Yeah, Allie Beckett. Oh uh, my god, that gosh. reminds me of what she's doing. I need to get up to to Oregon. You do. That was the other of I would oh, say man. the fourth thing that I had working there, which was way after because she moved on. Um, she was a writer for us for a little bit, yeah. and then yeah. Her her her, uh, her grow was just way too busy for her to do anything else. She I, full time. Yeah, but she, TKO Reserve. TKO was, Reserve was is the shit, you guys. Oh, I mean, they pre-sell. They're they're one of the few yeah. in Oregon that actually pre-sell. And now the market's finally writing itself. It's not a dollar a gram wholesale anymore up there. But I agree. Her and then a buddy I grew up with, Steve, who after getting a bit of PTSD in the Triangle, he moved to mm. Medford. Um, Allie's in Allie and Charlie are in uh, Eagle Point just mm -hmm. north of Medford, right? Uh, he's in the middle of Medford, but Sugar Tree Farms, he actually just won with his and all the growers, or that's what they're smoking that I know, uh, Forbidden Fruit. He just won with I, his Forbidden Fruit yeah, last season. Saying, yeah, and yes. I walk into his operation. He's got a big pole building where it's like his holding facility and he holds dry. And I walk in, every time I walk in, the whole, and he's got animal cookies and, you know, uh, Skittles and wedding cake and all the trendy triangle stuff. Every time I walk in there, I smell his forbidden fruit. <laughs> That's how strong the turps are. <laughs> so, but uh, you should get up there. I think we talked about doing a road trip before. Uh, usually, my kind of triangle tour traditionally has been go all the way up into Rogue Valley, where mm -hmm. you're talking about, and go hit up Medford and Eagle Point and even Apple Valley. I've got a friend up on Grants Pass that grows, a compassionate caregiver uh, that grows. Um, it's a great tour, man, because her farm is awesome. She's got the alpaca in that. We found a, um, a litter of kittens the last time I was there, oh. and I've seen them grow up on her <laughs> on her Instagram thread. Oh uh -huh. She's got, got the she's whole got animal pigs. kingdom. She's oh, got yeah. everything. Giant wow. pop oh, It sounds so cute yeah. and fun. And, yeah. and, you know, every type of plant under the sun because she really wants oh, yeah. that whole, you know, crop. Cross-contamination is not the right word, but but essentially that's what it is. It's an yeah. ecosystem, Jeff. Yes, an ecosystem. Yes. Thank you. Thank it you. It is. 
And it, and you're right. I mean, she definitely she's she brings the fire, and their grow operation shows it. They definitely care. Charlie has a different approach on how he um, dries cures stores than I do, but it definitely works. His model works, and they put out fire. But um, they also do regular farmers. I mean, that's the cool thing too is they're one of our friends that grows that they they grow organic for the farmers market mm-hmm. too. They mm-hmm. have plenty of field, you know, to be able to do other stuff, and so they kind of offset the off season. Um, since they're they're outdoor in Dutch is yeah. how they grow, um, so I think they go kind of dormant in winter. Um, but they're they've got other crops and other stuff they're pushing. So yeah, I, you got to get up there. No, I, I get up to Those. Portland every once in a while to visit yeah. friends. I didn't get to didn't get to go into a shop because they went for me ahead of uh, time because they're because they're wonderful people. But but There's next time I, I will go check that out. Yeah. Oh man, that's another one. Do uh, anyone that hasn't done it before. Uh, Oregon Trail Tour, I definitely recommend because there are some great shops, not just in Portland, but Salem, uh, Carvales, um, where else? Eugene has some great shops. There's a haunted cannabis. I'm not even making this up. It was <laughs> Wait, on what? one of those shows. There's a haunted cannabis shop. I want to say it's in downtown Eugene. It wasn't Carvales. It was What's Eugene. that like in sounds February? About, sounds about right. I know, right? <laughs> like right, we're we're coming into it. I've seen pumpkins out. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. It's fall. I had a I had a, a pumpkin spice cinnamon roll this morning. So oh no way! We're, we're in the you season. Did, you did not. I did. Pumpkin spice cinnamon roll. It was delicious. Wow. Yeah. I gave my son. I'll tell you one. My my wife wasn't so into it, but um, I gave Logan a pumpkin spice latte, a small pumpkin spice. Uh-huh. And he loved it. Oh, did he? I bet he did. <laughs> he totally did. I bet He's he like, did. I'm all about this. I thought I'd be bouncing off the walls, but he's actually okay. So, but good but, stuff. But yeah, but what a, ha- a haunted place in February might not have the same vibe as exactly. it does yeah. right now. That's right? true. That's definitely true. But well, yeah, let's it was hop to it, guys. Come on. I know. There was a video. You can find it online. There's definitely a video on it. But man, this is good stuff. Always good times. I'm glad, like you said, Jeff, definitely invited on, invite you on several times. But you've been a busy guy. Yep. Stoked to have you actually live here in the studio. Um, again, to our fans, we'll likely have Rochelle doing a, a few more shows, a little guest uh, co-host here. She rocks it. She's one of my favorite medical advocates. So thank you all again. Thank you, Jeff. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Rochelle. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Cure to Consumption. Uh, take care of yourselves. And remember, it is all about good vibes. Till next time. listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.